those of you who turned into part one. Now we're going to continue with part two of our podcast conversation on the power of digital communities. You talked earlier about the fact that really you need internal buy-in for a community to be successful from your management and leadership and from your entire organization. That makes a lot of sense. Um, How can businesses measure the ROI of their communities and what metrics should they be tracking? And in addition, and this is something you touched on as well, can you quantify or kind of put some structure around the revenue impact that a community might have? While again, it may not be the core goal in mind, um, clearly there's that uh, benefit as well. So ROI, metrics, and then is there a way to quantify the revenue impact of a community? Absolutely, there is. Um, I I think that every business is going to measure the ROI of their digital communities in a slightly different way based on what their intended outcomes are. Uh, When I look at the community, I'm looking at uh, engagement metrics. Uh, I look at time spent on page. I look at bounce rate. I look at uh, conversions, enrollments. Our community is an open community, meaning anybody can take advantage of the resources there, but you have to enroll in the community in order to post a question, post an answer, uh, connect with another user, and so on. But if you wanted to use it as a um, as a support resource uh, for reference only, it is open and it is available. So we look at at those types of metrics. We look at overall traffic, who's visiting from where, what languages are their browser settings set to that helps inform us uh, with regard to a need for localization and internationalization. Um, We, as I mentioned, we look at time spent on page, overall engagement metrics in Google Analytics. an ROI perspective in terms of uh, dollar impact, we do also look at, for reference only, pipeline that is generated from the community. Hmm. Uh, Again, I mentioned before, and I want to emphasize uh, again here, we we do not, and we are not entering... um, uh, or our strategy around digital communities is not based on money, just yeah. to put plain and simple. And as I mentioned, I, I don't think that anybody should really uh, uh, entertain the world of digital communities or starting a digital community if that's your only goal. It is uh, an organic outcome, and there is an organic benefit to having brand communities and that it does impact loyalty, retention, renewal, engagement. And of course, as I mentioned, um, pipeline. So we have a special report that we look at look at with the converting page path that shows this is where this deal or this opportunity originated. Very often it originates on the community. Mm-hmm. Again, without having that intention, uh, it just naturally happens. So we do look at the, the dollar impact that the community has um, in terms of pipeline. And I mentioned ticket deflection there. There is a formula, uh, a ratio that you can use to determine what your company is saving in terms of millions of dollars uh, on ticket deflection uh, through digital community use. 
But like I said, those are are nice to haves for us. Right. Uh, and we don't measure the success of the community on anything financial. We measure the success of the community based on did we help the customer achieve yeah. their needs? Yeah. Everything yeah. else is a natural outflow of that. Right. Um, and given the business that you're in at Qualtrics and the incredible uh survey and beyond measurement tool that Qualtrics is, um, do you are you surveying your audience regularly or you know do you use your own tools to essentially measure <laughs> some of those metrics i imagine you do absolutely absolutely yes <laughs> we we are an experience management company that is our bread and butter and we would not be good representatives of our brand if we were not taking into account the experience of community members on the community that informs our strategy to a huge extent. We, for example, identified a need through our previous product ideation category on the XM community that customers want more transparency. They want to know what's happening with the ideas they submit. They want to be able to see where those ideas sit in the roadmap or if they've been implemented. So we took that feedback and we partnered with our product team. And later on this month, month we're launching a, a brand new product ideation experience called Evolve. And that experience is essentially going to be a direct pipeline for customers to see what the product team is working on, what their priorities are, where their ideas uh, sit or are prioritized that they've submitted. And we've essentially removed the community team as the middleman. Uh, and that was all based on uh, surveys, feedback, looking at what the experience is that our members want to have. And so the the refreshed experience is going to be a, a Coda dashboard that is exactly the dashboard our product team works for. It's going to be uh, available to all community members and they can see, okay, this is what's in development. This is when it's going to be delivered. They can upvote ideas they like. They can favorite ideas that they like. All of that was based on uh, product feedback that we, we received. I also do annual state of the community surveys for our customers on the community to see what they want more of, what they want less of. And of course, we also look at metrics like which posts in uh, which pages on the community are getting the most traffic and those the most engagement that informs uh, the content strategy as well when it comes to what we're uh, talking about with customers and what we're creating for them to help support them. Great, yeah, that's so. There's like a natural relationship there too to your a lot of the probably the content you guys publish and thought leadership, etc. And we're at the forefront of how brands engage with their audiences, um, oftentimes primarily through live or digital events, mm -hmm. uh, working with um, large B2B uh, brands, a lot of them in the tech space as well. And I'm curious too, given that this community at Qualtrics is primarily a digital manifestation, but do, um, you mentioned a series earlier, um, a more of a web series that, that you guys do. Mm -hmm how events can figure into your strategy, uh, both in person and in digital, virtual. would love to hear a little bit more. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So we do have a series of digital events that uh, are part of the XM community. Um, it's called Community Connect. Uh, that takes the form generally of customer spotlights or customer education, anything that we feel would enhance the end user experience for our customers. And a lot of those events are live events, um, webinars hosted usually through Zoom or a similar medium that anybody around the world can join. And we replicate those events for each of our uh, global time zones and occasionally even in different languages for different geos. Um, we also use the Qualtrics community to support in-person events. So for example, uh, we have a series of events that are happening around the globe very soon that are outshoots of our annual conference called X4, which happens in Salt Lake City every year. X4 sees approximately 10,000 attendees every year. Not everybody can make it to Salt Lake City, so we also run local X4 events at a smaller scale, for example, in Sydney, in London, etc. So people who attend those events will be able to continue the conversations that they started at the in-person event through private event-specific categories on the community. Uh, so the, the online and the XM community, which is an online community, um, is something that's available to all Qualtrics customers. You log in using your existing Qualtrics credentials, so there's no separate account needed. And if you attend those events, uh, the event organizers will tell you, here's where to go to continue the conversation or continue networking uh, or to learn more about uh, the things that we've discussed at these events. So the digital community supports and augments the in-person community experience as well. Nice, nice. And it sounds like it serves like an, as an extension. So it's really mm -hmm. beyond, you know, beyond the one and done event, which is something we're Absolutely. heavy believers in. Yeah, it's it sort of has to be more of a campaign approach of, of multiple touch points. And um, so it sounds like that digital community is the evergreen presence that allows that yes. and extends that ability to interact and, yeah. and touch. So um, excellent, excellent. Well, we're running a little bit uh, long here on our conversation, which I'm finding fascinating. So I'm going to ask you two more questions. Okay. One, one is, um, what are some new um both trends as well as maybe new tactics that uh, brands are using to engage and grow their digital communities uh could be trends in technology or um uh or any sort of newer tactics that you're seeing uh in the space would be would be awesome to hear yeah we uh what we've identified as being impactful uh are different programming types that support uh, your company's mission. So we we are introducing soon a, a, a series of video content called Two Minute Tips. And those are essentially two minute clips or videos uh, uh, on how to accomplish something within the Qualtrics platform. And we are hosting those on a, an XM Community YouTube channel where we feed uh, folks into the XM community uh, as well. So comments are turned off on our YouTube channel 
and we tell people, here's the, the two-minute tip video of the week. If you want to discuss this more or ask questions, come see where it's posted on the XM community. We're also looking at turning our monthly release notes into a video format as well. A lot of people are hungry for video, and they're also hungry for content that is brief and easy to consume. And uh, we find that the video format works really well for that. So our monthly release notes are also going to be um, uh, in the form of a, a, a video recap as well that will be posted across multiple channels. Uh, we are also starting our own XM community podcast. I would love to have you as a guest, Laleev, if you're welcome, to, if you're open to it. Um, and we also have a series of um, written programming, Getting Started Mondays, Basecamp Wednesdays, um, having those regular intervals in, informs customers when they can look out for that content. And it also teaches them what that content is all about and how it can support them on their journey with Qualtrics products. So uh, just utilizing video, utilizing the written medium, uh, but making sure it's it's something that's easily digestible uh, is my recommendation for anybody who's looking to um, really make an impact in their digital community. Nice, nice. I love that. And I'd be happy to be a, a guest on your bike. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay. So I said two more questions, but I actually have two more questions. So from here on. So one is, <laughs> I think they're really important ones that we sort of wrap our conversation in. Uh, one is how do businesses ensure the longevity and sustainability of their digital communities? Um, and then the last one's going to be about getting started. Um, if you don't have a community yet, or you're, you know, just thinking about it, what are some few first few steps that brands can take? But uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, my advice would be to be extremely strategic before you start your community, put pen to paper or digital pen to paper, uh, whatever format you prefer, make sure you have a roadmap and map out what are the different categories that we would have on the community? How would we segment our topics on the community? Um, how are we going to incentivize participation on the community? For example, at Qualtrics, we have a rank and rewards program that incentivizes customers to participate in the community uh, by earning swag, merchandise, as well as um, private coaching and mentoring sessions with XM scientists and other experts in the field. Um, and so making sure that you have a plan in place before you start your community, don't just jump into it with an experimental mindset, like, well, we're just gonna set something up and see what sticks. Be very intentional with it. Also keep in mind that when you start a community platform, changing platforms is going to be very difficult down the line and can negatively impact your community if you don't do it right. So make sure you do, you do your research on what platform you want to use and make sure it's one that you want to stick with for the long term and will meet your growth needs long term and can scale with you. Um, don't just look for what's cheapest, look for what's going to uh, serve you in the long run. Um, and for brands that are getting started, I would recommend as much as possible, uh, make sure you are 
hiring or consulting with community people. Uh, I think that there are certain segments and industries out there. Uh, you know, a lot of people think mistakenly, incorrectly, well, I have social media accounts, so that means I can do social media. And that's not always the case. I know that this, the same, you know, can be said in the marketing world. People yes. think, well, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm naturally marketing savvy, so I can set up a marketing plan and roadmap that's going to be effective, and it turns out not to be. And the same is true with communities. You really want to make sure you have someone with experience in the world of brand communities. They are going to know all of the potential pitfalls um, to watch out for, and uh, they are going to know how to engage your audience best. Um, don't outsource community to somebody uh, just for the sake of saving uh, a few dollars. Really make sure you have at least one person with extensive community experience either advising you as you get started or with you for the long haul. Um, because ultimately having that community professional is going to make your digital community more successful. Great. Wow, Michael, thank you so much. This has been a wonderful conversation. I know I learned a ton um, and I always do in speaking with you and have in the past. So I really appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a delight to speak with you as always. I'm glad we were able to reconnect this way. Yes, definitely. And for our audience, thank you so much for tuning in and um, come back soon. We'll have another episode of the XCast in the next couple of weeks. So thank you again, Michael, and um, have a great day. <laughs> Oh,